Welcome again to Clarkston Family Farm. On this episode, Chelsea will be talking with Amy Vine. Amy is a member of the board and liaison to the special needs community. Recently, the hopeful hoop house at the farm was damaged during a snowstorm. The rebuild or healing of the hoop house is being planned in ways that will enhance the commitment of serving kids of all ages and abilities. Let's learn more as we listen to The Healing Hoop House. Chelsea? Hey, Chelsea O'Brien here at the Clarkston Family Farm. You guys are going to love the guest that I have. It is Amy Vine from Urban Vine, but she's also a board member of ours. She represents our special needs community. Her official title is the Special Needs Liaison. And um, Amy... Tell us how you got excited about being connected with the farm. I don't want to tell your story for you. I started the farm as a vendor in our market, and I have a company called Urban Vine, like you mentioned, and we are a for-profit business that exists to employ people with special needs. So I had met Dana, and she called and said they were starting this new adventure at the farm in Clarkson. And Dana Campbell, by the way, is uh, also one of our board members, and you'll meet her at a yeah, you'll meet her at a on a future podcast. But um, she runs our market, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she called and um, was very interested in carrying our tea and our soap and our salve. And um, so I started there, and then I met you. And you and I had such a similar passion for teaching for kids of all ages and abilities. And we just knew that this was meant to be. I know. Were we just talking the other day? We're like, we're the yin and the yang. Because here you are. You're an herbalist. Mm -hmm. Um, You're a mom also. Also. And you have this depth of experience and passion for our um, folks with special needs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm all about just doing what's best for kids, and that's kids of all ages and abilities. And what we've talked a lot about is this idea of best practices. And when we're thinking a lot about um, how kids learn and these different types of intelligences, right? And we think about um, doing things in a way that can stimulate all the senses, breaking it down into simple steps, having small groups hands-on learning in nature. And we go back to this idea of that's best practices in teaching for, for everyone. Sure. It doesn't matter if you happen to be on the spectrum or if you are one of these kids that excels in a more traditional classroom. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you do come to our farm and you're finally able to just be you because that kind of energy that you have in the classroom is really well suited to building raised beds mm-hmm. and doing the kinds of activities activities um, to learn about science that makes sense for your type of learner. So I have loved this idea of what you do as an herbalist, taking the things that we are able to grow and cultivate Mm -hmm. here at the farm with kids. You've even, and this is just so remarkable to me, you've been able to take that and not only develop curriculum with me, 
but you have all these really cool products. Now, I know this isn't like the Urban Vine commercial, but you have, tell us about all this, this products all of this that you have. dovetails into exactly what you are doing here um, to be able to teach kids how to use the plants that are all around us. And that is a passion of mine to be able to not just our neuro- neurotypical um, students who come, mm-hmm. but all children, all mm-hmm. ages. And we worked with high school students, teaching them how to take different plants and turning them into products that we can use for our own health and well-being, not just to sell and to have a business, but to also um, expand our learning and expand our experience to include living material that we can use on our body, in our body, and Mm -hmm. for our bodies. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when we are exposed to 10,000 kids in two years and we have the opportunity to be able to bring them into this space, not only teaching them where our food comes from, which I love, they're learning potatoes come from the ground right I know it's, <laughs> you a, know? it's a simple thing but it we is. have become in this society so far removed Absolutely. from where our food comes from yes. that the delight in pulling a carrot out of the ground yes. and the, you know this like the eyes pop open and <laughs> oh my gosh you mean I can eat this like I, I said, right oh, out of the ground wash it first <laughs> but yes you may eat that carrot right out of yes. the ground and then of course they proclaim this is the best carrot ever but you've taken sure. that experience and um made it well, well we fine-tuned it, it. we fine-tuned it so and made it curriculum activities yes. talk about this one of the my most favorite things we put together food as medicine food as medicine just the concept alone that kids need to be thinking you know of course we're far away from where our food comes from people you just think well it's just a grocery store right right um but also think about the the products that we use to heal our body yes well you go to walgreens and it comes in a plastic bottle Mm -hmm. does it well right we talk so much too about um western medicine has their own toolbox and herbalism and herbalists have our own toolbox Mm -hmm. and my hope in having these conversations and this curriculum development is that we'll be able to open the kids understanding to the idea that we can be proactive in our approach to food Mm -hmm. as medicine Mm -hmm. as a preemptive way to keep us from having to use western medicine not that there is not a time and a place for that but i think our understanding of using these plants that we have available to us and knowing how to use what is food as medicine i can just if i if i'm not a gardener how do i grow onions and use those as my own medicine. So we're encouraging them to really get outside and start a garden, you know, or to look for herbal tea that has these specific ingredients that I know will boost my immune system to be purchasing and making available in our market products that 
um, help us along the way and to build our systems so that we are in homeostasis. We talk a lot about synergizing with nature Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this idea of honey as a natural medicine you know, instead of, so it's kind of an eat this, not that kind of a a curriculum. And this idea too, and I I think naturalist Nancy at our last podcast talked about one of the the things that we um, say often at the farm, healing, you know, hearts and minds, growing hearts and minds and well-being. Yes. And we know that Happy kids spend time outside. They absolutely. We just do. So even being in this natural space can, you know, have healing. So I'm really appreciating everything you're saying. And I'm also thinking, if my brother, who is a physician at U of M Hospital, is listening, <laughs> I'd just like to say yes. that we see value to all types of medicine and one of our board members is also a pediatrician and it was so fun to have her come in and do one of our food as medicine activities yes um it also i think really underscores and supports part of our mission which is connecting with the natural world and seeing the value in the natural world and there's just so many ways to connect kids well and my um when i am teaching this curriculum, I'm very careful to make sure that they understand my toolbox and their toolbox, Western medicine and herbalism. I love to see the two connect. I want to bring the understanding that we are talking about the whole person. We're talking about stress levels and Thank you for mentioning that. Can we say the word whole child? Yes. Because that's something that we've been talking a lot about in our educational circles. Um, And perhaps we'll have Stacey Puzio on here. She actually uh, works with the Clarkson Community Schools in developing programs to really hold that space for the whole child. Mm. And we do Mm -hmm. know that unless kids are being supported in that way, all kids of all abilities need to have um, that uh, ground, that framework, that foundation. And this is what I love about the farm. This is a space where the whole child is mm-hmm. nurtured and taught mm-hmm. to really expand their thinking. And I love that because we as a generation of children now have become pretty isolated from the outdoor world and yeah. from the natural world and from each other and from each other and that is probably mm-hmm. another podcast all and in I'll bring itself. In, all yes. in of itself but I want to springboard off of this idea of space and space creation yes. because um, in real time we've had a situation here at the Clarkston family farm where one of our structures our hopeful hoop house mm-hmm. we called it was our first building here um, did uh, collapse. We had a, a winter storm that we were unprepared for, and the structure needed to be rebuilt. And one of the things we had been talking about as a board was creating a greenhouse structure, a hoop house, mm-hmm. that would be more um, accommodating for our folks with special needs. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, you and I um, have been doing SCAMP, yes. camp, which yes. is a summer camp for our special needs folks 
It's been terrific. It's one of my favorite things we do here at the farm. We also um, work with uh, different organizations in the community that, again, specifically support our special needs friends. Yes. And we've been working more and more with our seniors as well. Mm -hmm. And in thinking about this structure that we now need to rebuild, we have um, decided that we're going to heal our hoop house. Mm -hmm. We're going to call it the healing hoop house. And we're going to rebuild it. And I'd like for you to talk a little bit about how we're going to do that and why it's going to be different and special. I love this idea of a healing hoop house and healing our hoop house. Mm -hmm. um, we, as a special needs community, and I my husband and I are guardians for a couple of different um, individuals, adults with special needs, and we have come across many times a lack of destination mm -hmm. for our family members who would love to be outside, but for whatever reason, um, if it's a sensory overload issue or if it's a mobility issue, um, there's just not that many places to go where you can nurture the whole person. Yeah. And my dream and vision for this originally was to have handy um, wheelchair accessible um, raised beds. Yeah. We were talking indoors, indoors that are wide enough that are wide so enough so you can easily get in and out of exactly. the structure. Exactly. Yes. To also not just to continue our programming, which of course we would do inside this specific mm -hmm. structure, mm -hmm. but for our friends who are in wheelchairs or need large spaces, we That's have true. you know a lot of our um, folks and friends of all ages and abilities have need to just move and go and be in a safe place where it's tailored for them specifically for all of our sensory needs yeah. so we have we were talking about um digging and and loose parts. loose parts isn't that fun yes. i'm so excited i'm giving about you that all kinds idea. of teasers here friends who are listening but we're going to have sarah wilson on um she's our um, liaison to the Clarkson Community Schools and an, an amazing teacher in her own right and she's really passionate about this idea of loose parts and we'll talk about that at another time but one of the things that I've heard you say often is um, and again this is best practices for, for everyone and mm -hmm. I, I think that's really important to highlight because yes. occasionally I'll talk with people and, and and you can see you can see their face kind of just glaze over because they're like well that that's not for me. Right. That's not for my family. That's not my world. Mm -hmm. It's lovely that you're doing that for other people, right. but that's not something that will benefit my community. But that's just simply not true because some of the things that we think about deeply for our folks in that umbrella of mm -hmm. special needs, it's just best practices for everybody. And I've often heard you say that the friends that could benefit the most aren't coming outside at a farm in nature because 
they're worried about the bugs mm-hmm. or they it might be a little sprinkly. Mm-hmm. So if we can just protect. Yes. And that's what a greenhouse does anyway. Sure. It's a great place to, you know, protect those little sprouts to create an outdoor space that's Indoors. protected mm-hmm. so you get the best of both worlds. Yes. And of course, Everybody benefits from that. So um, we are going to make this happen, and I cannot wait. So please do keep checking in with us on our Facebook page or on our website and see the progress of our healing hoop house. Mm -hmm. It is going to be a larger structure. We're going to have crushed gravel pathways so our um, folks with mobility issues can get there. We call it our wider doorway spaces. And our pathways to possibilities. Our pathways to possibilities, Mm -hmm. little loose parts playground Mm -hmm. Uh, we have some big ideas next podcast we will be talking with some of our friends from the optimist club and we'll be talking more about space creation in general Mm -hmm. and healing our hoop house in particular Amy, you and I, I think, could talk for another hour or so so because there's so many things that we didn't even touch on, our learning adventures, um, you know, our camps, our our, um, clubs. So we'll have to just have you back on, and we'll dig into our programming a little bit more, but I've loved having you here. So next time, we'll talk about space creation with our friends Tom and Kathy Middleton, so tune in for that. So we're going to sign off with our uh, patented, it's not really patented, (laughs) but this is what we do at the farm. We say dig it, so one, two, three. Dig Dig it! Dig it. Thanks, Amy and Chelsea. Find out more about the farm on our website, clarkstonfamilyfarm.com. Make sure not to miss the next episode of the Clarkston Family Farm Podcast.